0: Okay, everybody, I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place now the way that you can do this is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and then you can get started it's really fun we just switched over recently here at all too real too and i'm enjoying it so far so be sure to check it out and uh let us know what you think Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real Two. My name is Michael E. the II, and with me via social distancing is
1: Matthew Hasse. Hasse? You yeah. Decided to pronounce your name differently now? Uh, everyone in my life has pretty much pronounced it like that, so I guess, you know, just pretty much just uh go with slow.
0: Progressive. No, it's it, that, it, it that flow. <laughs> yeah, flow from progressive. Oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Or flow from Alice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Kiss my grits. Anyways, um, so <laughs> today, um, <clears throat> we had the great opportunity to talk to character actor Stuart Pankin who yep. is a very familiar face, both on the big and the small screen. Um, he's done a lot of theater as well. Um, he's a primarily a comic actor. Um, he was nominated um, uh-huh. five times for the Cable Ace Award and a winner for HBO's um, award-winning series, not necessarily mm-hmm. the news. Um, he is well known for providing the voice of Earl Sinclair on... The uh, sitcom Dinosaurs, which was on in the 90s, um, it's one of my favorites from that time. Um, he's, uh, which is coming to Disney Plus soon, by the way, so um, make sure you guys sign up for Disney Plus so you can watch that show. <coughs> and Disney Plus does not sponsor us, I'm just saying that, so, you know, just just want to make that clear. They don't sponsor us. If they want to, though, yeah. no, they can.
1: Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to let them. <laughs> um you can either pay us in cash or pop tarts or half and half yes
0: funny funny story you know really quick while we're on the subject of pop tarts i went to uh, a different walmart today than i normally go to after i went to the doctors because i had some back problems mm. so i went to the doctors and i went to the walmart i could not find the pop tarts really i wanted to buy some pop tarts i was in, having a crave for them and uh I even asked where they were, and nobody knew because they just remodeled the store. So, Oh, jeez. Yeah, nobody knew where the Pop-Tarts were. They're normally down like the breakfast cereal aisle, but they weren't there. That's sad. Yeah, so I just gave up, and I decided not to get Pop-Tarts. So, you know, if anybody wants to send me Pop-Tarts, you can. Mm -hmm. If you can somehow email them to me, my email address is mike at cullenpark.com. I don't know if you can do that, though. Have they figured out that technology yet, Matt?
1: No, not yet. Um, Stephen Colbert tried to back in the early 2000s. He tried to um, push a piece of chocolate cake through the internet wires. It didn't work. That's that's how much I know about technology. Internet wires. I don't know what what, what else to call them. Internet wires.
0: That makes sense. internet wires. Sounds good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he couldn't do it. That was like 2005, 2006. So technology still has not furthered that much in the past 15, 14 years. So maybe in another 15 or 20, you might have. You might be able to push through a gummy bear, something small like that, but nothing. You know, nothing
0: substantial. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for the whole like, you know, <clears throat> Star Trek technology. Hopefully, that'll happen someday. Anyways, um, before
1: before we die, I hope seriously that they could do stuff like that. Yeah. Like, even if it's in like the last few years of our lives, like that would be awesome.
0: We could just beam to each other's houses and do our podcast. Yeah. 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 That would be sweet. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, back We're to. We're doing
1: a podcast for the next thirty years. Yes, we are. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs>
0: if we're st- if we're still a bit, like, a- a popular and alive it'll work um
1: yeah yeah hey that would be like 10,000 episodes and um.
0: <laughs> i hope we're still doing it then so anyways um stuart Pankin, back to him um yeah he he's yeah. a great character actor he was in a in a movie we covered in a previous episode of our show um honey we shrunk ourselves which uh he he was uh he was great in that um he's a uh, He's been in. Um, he's done voices for Animaniacs, Batman, Superman, Aladdin, Lilo and Stitch, and Darkwing Duck. Um, he's uh, been in a lot of things. And uh, like I said, you'd know him if you saw him. And uh, mm-hmm. such a great guy. It was a great interview that we did. And um, mm-hmm. anything you want to say about it, Matt?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just he was very friendly, very authentic, uh, You know, really easy to... I mean, I didn't say much because I, I always choke up during interviews, but I, I did manage to ask two questions, so, so, you know, he brought that out of me. If it was someone that was a little bit more reserved, I probably wouldn't have said anything, so.
0: <clears throat> so, anyways, um, here we go. Here's our all-to interview with Stuart Pankin. Alrighty, Well, I just want to welcome Stuart Pankin to the show today. Um. So, uh, Stuart, uh, how how are things going for you with all the craziness in the world right now?
2: Oh, it's great. It's the greatest. Uh, it's the greatest few months of my life. It's been exciting and, and and energizing, creative. It's just it's the best. Well, that's good. I wish we had this pandemic a lot earlier. <laughs>
0: um. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> um, why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about how you got started in um in like entertainment in general like when you know what got you into the you know interest of acting and everything
2: well I I was kind of always uh, I I like to sort of perform and hamming up in front of my family when I was a kid you know in our family dinners I used to sit here and make things up write you know silly songs Uh, and then in high school I was interested in acting but the auditorium collapsed the, the whole auditorium just collapsed so there was no theater in high school or junior high school uh so that sort of went by the boards I was so I, I ended up wanting to be a psychology major in uh, in college uh so that's what I signed up for but when that first play uh the audition call came out and I had to walk across this literally dark lonely campus to go to the building where they were auditioning, uh, I knew that was it. I, I knew that I wanted to, to be in some form of show business. And the director and my teacher and later became my dear friend for until he died, Dave Bootbaker at, uh, at college, um, was just captivating. He was charismatic. So that, that helped me besides the ego of most actors who want to perform. Um, that that sort of sealed the deal about me being uh, in, in showbiz. So started in college really.
0: That's cool. Um, what was uh, like? I don't know. So far, like, what has been your like favorite thing to perform in?
2: Uh, plays. Plays. My, my, my favorite. My favorite thing has always been, and can, probably continues to be theater. I mean, I, I got a, a master's degree from Columbia University in theater, Master of Fine Arts met my wife, which was great, and performed with her and, and a lot of other people, you know, uh, around in, in the East, mostly in the East, for years. I mean, I, I've probably done about over 80 movies, you know, in my life. But that's where my heart is. That's that's that's, that's what I love to, to perform. I mean, movies and television, quite frankly, they're great. And I, I've done some things that I'm happy about. But you don't, you don't get the satisfaction in, uh, in movies or uh, or television uh the demands aren't that great and therefore the uh the, the artistic satisfaction isn't that great you check, do best you can you know i, I i'm lucky enough so that when i've done stuff even early in my career i used to rewrite stuff and the producers would be happy about that just I, I used to come in and change lines try to make them better um, and uh, and they accepted that so that was a little bit of artistic freedom uh, but if you are you want to ask specifically about things that I, I remember or that I like doing in film, is that what you want?
0: Oh, no, it's, anything's like fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, nice no, I, I understand the whole everything. theater thing. I used to be an actor in, on stage, and I the, the instant gratification of acting uh, in front of an audience is always great. The best. Hey, folks, this is uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with... Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called... Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what what do we do, Matt?
1: We we watch biopics, and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or
0: not. So we, it we was a we, lot we, more exciting than that, though. Yeah, I mean, so, 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 so we... We analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah, they're spelled differently, folks. Yeah. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh- Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great sh- great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and uh, – a futile and stupid gesture among others um those are some of the ones that we've covered so far and uh we're gonna cover a lot more so uh please uh subscribe on stitcher um apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you uh find your great fun podcasts and be sure to share it with your friends do it do it do it and make sure you're not
1: afraid to get all too Too real Real.
0: bye-bye as far as, like, you know, film and TV go, like, how did you get into, like, film and TV?
2: Well, well the old joke is that when you're in New York, uh, you're always saying to yourself and your friends, how can I get to California? Because it's hard to make a living in New York, isn't that? Certainly back in the ancient days, you know, in the eighteen seventeen 1700s, 1800s, when I was, <laughs> when I was, uh, and then when you get to California, the joke is, how can I get back to New York? How can I get back on the stage? <laughs> uh, I, I started, I was in a, we were in the um I was in actually the New York uh premiere of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Code, uh at the Brooklyn Academy. And a call went out for a, a heavyweight actor, you know, a young young, you know, hefty guy, for a thing called the San Pedro Bums, which was Aaron Spelling's first and last attempt at our long comedy. And uh you didn't have to, I didn't have an agent at the time, but agents could submit you in New York. You can't do that in Los Angeles, but they could do it in New York. So they submitted me, and I got called in, and I auditioned, and uh, they flew me out to California for one, for a final audition. I got the job. So that's kind of how I got out to California. Um, we kept our apartment in New York for a long time, not knowing really what was going to happen. When that show ended, after about ten episodes, uh, Universal signed me to a holding deal which meant they give you a very little money, but you couldn't do anything for anybody else for a year, you know, but, and, and you had to work for Universal. You had to do a pilot for them or you, if, if it was guess you had to work for them. And I, and I, and I, and I did that. I just sat around for a long time, you know, and, and did very I did a pilot for him, uh, which was my responsibility. He was a pilot of Car Wash. If you remember the movie Car Wash, we did a pilot okay. with, of Car Wash. Jimmy Aiello was in it and, and, uh, I don't remember, if you look it up at Charlie yeah. Ralph, who has now become, you know, quite the actress, and that came and went, and um, when the when the deal was over, I, I sort of, you know, struggled around, took unemployment, and did whatever I could guess, positive commercials, until not necessarily the news happened in 82, and after that, things started to roll along once once people knew who I was, so that's, that's the story of how I got into that's the film. Cute. Yeah, I remember uh,
0: I was real young when not necessarily the news came out, but I remember. Uh, yeah, oh, Mike. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I actually remember watching it when I was uh, when I was a kid. So, yeah, that was like my first experience seeing you, of course. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I'll yeah. tell you something. That's, you know, cable. There was, you'll find the expression, 29 percent penetration in the community of cable and that's just cable that's not pay cable hbo not the news was pay cable so you were, were in a very you were in a minority of people who, who were able to, to to watch that and uh, the nice thing about cable was that even though it grew slowly and slowly and slowly there was a national cable mm-hmm. television association uh which was uh, which was very nice to to we cable Actors. I mean, there was an awards, and, and they they sent you around the country. You know, to, it was it was very nice. So it made it seem less than just a, a weak stepsister of an entertainment entity. Um, and and then cable, of course, you know, became pretty good. Yeah, pretty powerful. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, uh, I do remember watching it like as a kid. I just I don't remember much of it because I was pretty young, like I said. But I I just remember because we had HBO, and I would watch anything on there. So. <laughs> it was just great on well, youtube yeah a lot
2: of those episodes are on youtube
0: yeah i've uh, i've uh, i've actually watched a couple uh, over the last couple of days a couple of the sketches and stuff on there that was, was pretty good uh, it still holds up some of it um the uh <clears throat> um i don't know i'm trying to think um what uh one of the major things i um that i think we everybody would wonder is like what advice would you give to anybody who's like thinking of pursuing a career in acting
2: they're idiots <laughs> I mean, there's 95-plus percent unemployment yeah. in screen-to-skill. I mean, if you look, you, if somebody wants to be an actor like I was when I was a kid, but this was a long time ago, you, you can't if you want to be an actor, you're going to be an actor. Nobody's going to talk you out of it, uh, but you got to, the facts are that there's a tremendous amount of people not working. You know, in in show business and theater is even worse because you just can't make a living in, in theater unless you're a major star and you do Broadway shows and you get you know millions of dollars. So it's a if somebody says I want to be an actor, I've done it in the past. I've said, look, in the old days, it shows how old I am. You know, go to backstage, uh, go to showbiz uh, sites, uh, get c- classes, try to take classes. Uh, some unscrupulous casting directors used to hire, used to pay, uh, mm-hmm. get actors to pay for classes, and that was that was very controversial because that's not good. Because you know we don't know why that's not good, yeah. but that's what I would say. That's what I would say to people uh, because not necessarily that you you learn how to how to act good, but you meet people, and that's the name of the game in 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 in, in showbiz evolution. You know, you, you, have to, you have to meet people like joining theater clubs. It's not that easy, but join a theater club. You join a theater club, you're going to meet a bunch of actors. They're going to give you information. So that's what I would tell people, you know, join. You, and you can also audition for, uh, you know, agents have auditions. Agents have audition moments where a lot of people go in and they read. And then if they're interested in you, they'll, they'll sign you, which is a, which is a legitimate thing, thing to do. But that's what I would tell people. I mean, if I, you can't talk about out them, and, and you can't talk people out of them, more the I would say uh, I would say take classes, audition, and uh, and try to meet
0: people. Yeah, it's all about probably or blackmail. Out. Oh, blackmail, <laughs> blackmail. Yeah. If you have something
2: on Michael Eisner, you probably just shoot him.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, Previously on our show, we actually covered uh, "Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves" because we do a lot of uh, direct-to-video sequel reviews, and oh. uh, yeah, I I did. Um, I, that's actually one of the few. I would
2: have talked to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. I uh, <clears throat> that was a while ago. Um, it was like when we first started, so it was a couple years ago, and um, I would say it's actually one of the better direct-to-video sequels that we've uh, covered. I think it was yeah. the
2: first. It was the first direct made for video. Oh movie it was actually met it was the first one that was designed to go direct to video oh, wow. And being kindly who was steven spielberg's uh, uh cinematographer for years he directed i mean this is yeah and he, and he had his crew this was a really good uh set of people to put this movie together and rick was great and all that
0: stuff. oh yeah I'm, I'm glad to see he's he's like Possibly coming back as an actor now. We yeah, I
2: know Ryan Reynolds has got him out of out of the.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, even when I
2: knew him, worked with, he was his wife had died, uh, and uh, and he wanted to be a father. You know, he just wanted to spend time with his kids. He didn't want his kids to be showbiz widows. You know, he and and I, I, that's admirable. Now his kids are probably, you know, old, older and independent. I'm glad he's coming back. He's a, he's a really nice guy.
0: Yeah, it seems like it. And I mean, I like I said, you know, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves was actually one of the like, because not a lot of direct video sequels are top notch. But Uh that one actually, I think was I mean, I think Uh it it held up with the other two uh, movies in that series. And Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was cool to see you in it. I remember. When we covered it, I was like, oh, it's Stuart Pankin. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. Like, um, And I've, I've probably watched that one more than any other direct-to-video sequel I've ever seen for some reason. I don't know. What yeah, it's, it's You
2: know, some, it's a good movie. It's yeah. well-produced. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, it's fun. And it's family, you know, family-friendly, which I kind of like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. good. I'm
2: glad you like it. And, yeah, and you see uh, a
0: young Mila Kunis in it and other people in it. It was kind of cool to see that.
2: Wow. Mila Kunis. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I guess I, I forgot about that because yeah. I worked with – I did a, a short little series with Nick Freno, and Mila was in there too. She was, you know, three years old. Yeah. I didn't remember that she was uh, – but now that you mentioned I can't – I remember now. Yeah,
0: she, she played like the friend of one of the kids or something in it. Yeah, I was – yeah. I just remember seeing that. I was like, is that Mila Kunis? Yeah. So yeah, – but yeah. um, Yeah, the uh, – um, uh what a – I know a lot of people probably listening are interested in like there's the dinosaur series is coming on to Disney plus soon, which uh, I uh, I'm very excited about because I haven't watched it since I think they had like reruns on USA or something as a kid. And uh, right. yeah, and so it's been a while. Um, and I, I remember really loving that show when it was on. Um, yeah. Are you excited about it coming on to Disney plus so people can see it now?
2: Well, sure, I'll you know, make 39 cents. It's a great, it's, a great <laughs> it's Yeah, it's great. I mean, people, people, if people ask me for, like now in this pandemic, I, this isn't a braggy thing, but you know, I used to get autograph requests, you know, two, three a month. I'm getting two or three a day. They're all dinosaurs. They're all requests for, for dinosaur autographs. They either pictures or they buy these things I don't know, uh, Funko boxes, Funko, Funko boxes. Yeah. You hear know. Earl, mm-hmm. the figure of Earl, they take the figure out, they collapse the box, send it to me with a pen, and they ask me to sign. Tons of people are are still interested in that show. And I, I, it's a show, it's one of the shows, you know, that talk about what you enjoy. I'm, I'm most proud of because um, it was great for adults. It was great for kids. Uh, and it was a lot of fun to, uh, to do.
0: Yeah, I I mean it was, it was an interesting choice you know dinosaurs for a sitcom but I mean somehow it worked I mean it was it was great you know what I mean yeah. Right, yeah. right
2: uh, it, it didn't work and uh, I think the reason everybody says why does it go on and on it was the most expensive half-hour television show at the time and even now to produce because of the of the uh, the puppets uh, the, the maintenance of those huge puppets and the animatronic effects uh, and it was just a lot of money to keep that thing going, and uh, I, I guess it came at a point where, where everybody said, you know, we've done all like, three years of the show; it's time to it's time to end it. And then they wrote that wonderful uh, last episode, become yeah. extinct. and everybody, you know, people they talk about dinosaurs. To me, that's what they talk about that last episode.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah. If um... Uh, interesting. I mean, because you've done, I don't know, a lot of television and theater and um, and movies. Uh, if there is anybody that you have not worked with yet that you would love to work with, who would it be? Wow,
2: that's. I've always been for years been a fan of Anthony Hopkins. I like to, I like to, you know, a, a, and any beautiful woman would be great too. <laughs> But uh, as far as just think about what like, I could work with, I, he's been in my mind for years and years and years. I've worked with a lot of great people, but uh, to answer that question, I guess if I had to pick one, it would be him.
0: Um, Yeah, and speaking of, like working with a lot of great people, I mean, I know you were in Fatal Attraction. Um, how was that like back then, like when you did that? It
2: was great, Yeah, it was great. It was, uh, well, obviously it turned out to be quite the movie. Yeah. Um, at the time, and I'm I'm very grateful for to Adrian Lyne. I was doing not necessarily the news at the time, and and the producers we were shot in New York. The producers said, "Look, why don't you get a guy in New York? A lot of actors in New York." And Adrian Lyne said, "I want Stewart Pankin," and I auditioned. I I might have auditioned for, audition for it twice, and for that I'm incredibly grateful, because those people I was doing not the news, and they flew me back and forth to New York once a week for a month to do. To do my stuff, and you can't thank a guy enough for that. I mean, it's that. I mean, th- that kind of—I well, don't know. It's not loyalty, because, but but that kind of respect or whatever was spectacular, and he didn't have to do it. And he's responsible for that movie being as good as it is. I mean, it was his vision. But, yeah, because I've seen him on the set, just mold actors and shape scenes and things no i'm i'm grateful to the movie i'm grateful to the movie. i'm grateful to Glenn close for not killing me
0: uh, <laughs> nice, nice meeting Michael
2: douglas archer i mean it was great it yeah was great it was a great
0: experience i mean it's definitely a classic and you know something that i think everybody that's interested in film should see that movie um oh yeah the um do you have anything matt that you wanted to ask uh stuart while we're here <clears throat> yeah
1: Matt. Uh, yeah <laughs> oh what's that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I um, this kind of goes back to the question about the advice, I guess, but it's more along the lines of, like, like, what would you say like to people who are kind of, like, on lean times when it comes to acting? Because you said, like, there's, like, 95% unemployment. And I assume that maybe even in, in your career that you weren't getting, like, consistent jobs, like, year after year after year. So, like what like, what would you do to kind of sort of keep the faith so to speak, to just keep on going?
2: Well, that's a good question. I mean, uh, things were, after 78, uh, until Not The News, things were were tough. I, I And after 82, when Not The News started, I was, I'm lucky enough to work pretty consistently. I've never had to have a bread and butter job, um, and I'm, I'm kind of grateful about that. Uh, as far as telling people today what to do, well, there's nothing, there's nothing going on now. So that's the problem. You can't tell, you know, it's even hard to say get a bread and butter job because the people that are had, you know, essential jobs or whatever are now out of work. I mean, it's, there's no, there's no place to work nowadays because of this damn pandemic. Uh, So that's tough. That's a, that's a pretty unanswerable question. You want to be an actor and you're not an actor, and you're not, and you haven't had some sort of track record or, or success, it's trouble. I mean, that's just, in my opinion, just the bottom line. That's the, that's the truth. You, you're not going to say, well, you go to Walmart and get a job. Well, there are none. I'm you nice. know, you can't, you can't, people, people are losing their businesses, people are losing their, their livelihoods, people are losing their homes now. So, you know, as far as acting, I, I, I it might not be an essential, you know, uh, whatever job, <laughs> yeah. uh, but. It, I, it's important you know and when it starts to come back hopefully when things open up uh, those people will have a chance to uh, I don't know either work in extra work or try to get day jobs I mean but it, there's no answer to that question it's, <clears> just, it's just it's bleak right now yeah <clears throat>
0: yeah it is hard to say when things might get back to a normal of any kind So I mean yeah. Fauci,
2: Fauci said recently that he thinks it's going to be a year and a half before the theaters will open up and let people. You know, I mean, look, it's possible that there'll be um, protocols in place. You know, I'm thinking, you know, if if everybody in the cast tests negative and they're they're doing shows, and there have been shows done, you know, COVID-safe shows uh, with barriers and the actors. But you know, I can I can see theaters, maybe not the huge Broadway theaters, because too expensive. But smaller theaters, selling a limited amount of seats, you know, keeping people in distance so that people can act. That might not be that might not be feasible because the less people you have, the less money comes in. And you can't, you still can't make it. So it's uh, I hate to use the word bleak again, but it it looks bleak for a while.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I I know that probably a lot of uh, smaller like. Mom and pop, sort of theaters of like movie theaters and, and live stage theaters are probably gonna not survive this, unfortunately. Yeah, just I kind think of you're sad. right. Yeah, it's tab- happening already. Yeah, and yeah, working at Walmart's not fun, just trust me, because I actually work there right now. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my uh, <laughs> my uh, sister in law
2: works at Walmart, she's happy to have a job. Oh, you know, I'm
0: happy to have her. the job there that I have right now because at least you know, because I need something to pay my rent. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the um, nothing against it, you know, it's just I've been there 10 years. So, yeah, but uh, I still make make films in the side. So it's, you know, and do this podcast. So at least I have something that I enjoy doing on besides. I mean, so. that's
2: that's that's the way to go nowadays. I mean, people are coming up with incredibly creative ways to use podcasts and zoom and putting in, to me unbelievably complex people together. Large cast mm-hmm. to do musicals and sing and play. I mean, people. It's you know. I, I think as a as a as a as a group, as a species, we need to be creative. I mean, if you're if you're an actor, a musician, you need to do something. You can't you, you can't sit. And that's that's fostering the the Zoom things and the people playing guitars and people singing, people making up uh, COVID songs. I mean, we all have to do that. And, and if you can like this, if you this is a great thing. I mean, yeah. there are times if I wasn't. It's so ancient and near death, I would look into something (laughs) like
0: this. Hi, folks. This is Michael E. Cullen II from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with
1: manager Matthew Haas.
0: You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay. Anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks and nobody's answering me. Because they're not here. Oh, damn it. it? Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do, you're really going to like the Super Story podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we don't. Um, Just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter,
1: then you should definitely check this out or I might get sad. And when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. Yeah, so I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah, uh, No one can really. So, um, yeah. So, so check out
0: a uh, super story podcast right here where you get this podcast super story podcast. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's It's interesting to see, like, the creative ways that people are doing things. I know there's, like, a show on NBC coming out that looks like it's all shot on Zoom or something soon. So it's really? kind of sitcom I just saw an ad for. So, yeah, it's interesting to see what people are doing. And, I mean, I'm thinking of actually filming a, a thriller done all on, on, like, Zoom sort of thing soon. You know, but, yeah.
2: I've got a bunch of Zoom play readings, uh, and I find them kind of frustrating because they're play reading scripts and reading movies yeah. uh, these guys get together and they I find it really frustrating and really unsatisfying. yeah um, I, I I told my friend who does it I, I I don't want to do produce scripts because lots of them are involve stage directions and, and and things that don't involve talking I said I'll do plays because <laughs> that's mostly cause yeah. then you're your narrator has a much smaller role. But doing stuff like that, and I, I wish a lot, but doing stuff, I know, doing plays on uh, on Zoom, boy, it's it's hard. I mean, it's re- technically hard uh, and and artistically hard. But, uh, you know, good luck to everybody out there who's trying to do it.
0: Yeah, you gotta deal with the limitations of it, but I'm sure it's kind of hard to, you know, because you're not in the same room as the person, so it's hard to no. get the reaction of the actors off of each other.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I mean I told my friend actually if he was gonna do play readings, do it. I don't know if you can do it, I'm sure you can do it, but have all the actors on the on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least people you don't have to have to camera cut and miss lines and come in early. You know, that that that's a that's a technical problem that uh, you know that needs to be addressed if you're gonna do this stuff. Yeah.
0: But, but enough of Dominic. Yeah. Let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, what uh, what kind of uh, what projects uh that you have like in the can that are coming out anytime soon that you know you might want to tell people about?
2: Sure. Uh, I did uh, a couple of movies pre-pandemic. Um, one is called Deep in the Forest, which the trailer is now on Facebook or YouTube, wherever it is. That's just been cut together, and that'll come out, I don't know where. I mean, it'll be streaming, or hopefully they'll send it, sell it to a, net, to a uh, Netflix or whatever they're going to sell it to. So that's coming out. I also did a movie with the wonderful Marriott Hartley, uh, which is a an autobiographical movie of her life. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And we, we got that in the can just before the pandemic broke. So those things, uh, I'm not sure what's happening with that. Um, but. Uh, those are two things that are you know
0: that are coming out that's awesome um yeah i can't wait to see those i mean that marriott hartley one seems interesting i mean done it though yeah and i
2: haven't seen any of that i've seen some of the footage of the other one but yeah they're put they're cutting it together it's it's kind of her life with her husband jerry sirocco who's a dear dear old friend of mine and a very funny guy and uh and I'm wishing them the best for that because she is a sweetheart. She yeah, She
0: yeah, I hadn't thought about her in a little bit here, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, I love, love her as an actress and everything. So, yeah. She's, she's great. Um, what, uh, what would be like the, um, any, I don't know, anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Just, you know, anything, anything on your mind just before we end this? <laughs> Well, I got a
2: stiff elbow here. If anybody can help okay. me with that,
0: <laughs> maybe you know if somebody's not, you listening.
2: Know, we we talked about <laughs> yeah. we, we talked about yeah. lots of stuff. I mean, you know, you, you, we can talk about individual products, uh, yeah. pro, uh, productions, but um, you know, people can find that on IMDb if they're interested in me. Yeah. Uh, I, I there's nothing. I've told you what's coming up. I told you what I did. Yeah, I'm doing it just making years, sure. So.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, what about uh, any uh, oh, hobbies? Do you have any hobbies outside I used, of...
2: Uh, I used to play or... golf. I used to play golf. and uh, uh, But that hasn't happened in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to just sort of like memorize Shakespeare stuff just for fun, just to keep my mind going. Mm-hmm. Haven't done that in a while. And, uh, and line dancing. I do that all the time. No,
0: I don't. I don't do <laughs> 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 line dancing. <laughs> Um, but that's it. That's my life. That's cool. Um, ha- how have you? How uh, have you been uh, keeping yourself occupied during the pandemic? I mean, anything like just you know, just watching TV and stuff, or like everybody else? I'm watching.
2: I'm watching TV. I'm happy to do stuff like this when people ask me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, you go out and mail the mail. That's a big day for us. <laughs> Going out, the mail, 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 pick up groceries putting in an order at Ralph's, picking up growth. This is a, these are big, <laughs> big, big, exciting thing. No, I, but, you know, I mean, I've I've had, I have friends who, who haven't been out of the house in six months. I mean, literally haven't been out yeah. of the house in six months. Uh, we, we have been, not, a lot my wife actually just went down to a supermarket the other day. She hadn't been out for six months. She says, I just got to do it. She goes early when it's kind of empty and she, and she loved it. I mean, it was like you know, she went to Paris or something. Yeah, you know, to, go to, the, to go to a food store. But uh, you know, I stay in a lot. You know, I I watch some TV, I read the paper, you know, write the great American novel. Nothing. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of other people do. Just you guys lucky to do this. This is a great. This is a great thing to do. And, yeah. and my to do the Zoom play readings even and the script readings. That that's keeps you busy. Keeps you active.
0: And, and uh, any, anything with this, quote unquote, new normal that they got going on, because it's just so such a weird world. And, you know, there's everything going on, like with the, you know, there's the pandemic protests, the fires out, out where you are and everything. Yeah. And there's just it's, I don't it's know. A,
2: it's it's a very bad time uh, uh. for lots of reasons. And, and the problem is, well, except for the fires. There's no end in sight. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, and and that's the problem because information changes every day, and and nobody knows anything. Things change. Oh, you can do this. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Or you can do that. You know. So people are not only confused, but 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 frustrated, and, and needing information. You know what's safe, what's not safe. I mean, the mask industry. If I was, if I. You know, six months ago, if I'd invested in the mask industry, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. Because that's 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 an, a whole new thing now that's coming up. Mm-hmm. You can't swing a dead cat probably from COVID and not see somebody <laughs> trying to study probably trying to say some uh, some some new PPE, some new mask, some new device to keep yourself safe. That's another thing people don't know. I'm not gonna buy anything that, that I that's not tested. You know, they have these lists of things. that said, "Oh, it's the greatest mask I ever used." Or, "Oh, it's the greatest sanitizer I ever used." I said, I, "I don't care what you think. I want to know from the from the manufacturers: Is it safe? Does it prevent you from COVID? Does it kill COVID?" Yeah. You know, I was at the dentist the other day, another big day, and I saw that they had they had wipes, and I said, "Can I buy one of those? Does it kill COVID?" He said, "Yeah." So at least I trust that. But you know, people are people don't know anything. And the information is so scattered and 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 false sometimes it's just a very frustrating time i mean and with the with the protests and the fires to add to that it's just wow yeah
0: it's a crazy year and hopefully it gets better within the next year or two at least and um, uh yeah (laughs) and um yeah um where uh, can people find you online if they wanted to look you up or anything
2: well, I don't have a website. I mean, they can yeah. they can go to Facebook, look me up there. Uh, IMDb, uh, which is I don't know if anybody knows what that is. We do, but yeah, they can certainly find me on that and see what's going on, see what I've done, see what's coming up, and uh, and that's it. I don't. I mean, I I guess I have a Twitter account. My daughter-in-law forced me to have one. I don't know. I never look at it. <laughs> I don't know how to work it. Uh, Instagram, all that other stuff. I I
0: don't know. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I barely use any of that stuff myself, I mean, once in a while, just mainly Facebook with me, but beyond that, I kind of don't even understand why we have all these different things. So, I'm very
2: proud that I'm, that I'm here with, on Skype, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to use Zoom, I haven't used that yet, so Skype is the first thing. That I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. That- do i know you do i'll I'll figure it out i mean Mm i i have to for some upcoming Mm -hmm. interviews so (laughs) definitely will so we'll see how that goes and um yeah (laughs) but yeah it was was great talking to you and uh you guys yeah Mm -hmm. well we'll try to have you back on sometime or something and uh definitely yeah um it was it was great and uh anyways thank you i guess (laughs) That. Yeah.
2: It was great. Thank you very much. It was it, it's always fun to do stuff like this, you know. It's just you dig into your past and you say, "Oh yeah, I remember I used to be in show business." So, it's...
0: <laughs> whatever happened before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. righty And you have a you have a great night. Thanks, guys. A pleasure Thank talking. Thank you. A pleasure. Okay. Okay. Uh that was a great interview. Um hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Um Any uh, final thoughts here, Matt, before we uh, wrap things up? Uh,
1: No, just be be gentle with yourselves. Be kind. I sound like Ellen now. No, be kind. Um, Have fun. Uh, Don't let the bed bugs bite. You know, all those things.
0: Don't eat yellow snow.
1: Yeah, that's true. Don't do that.
0: Don't uh, take Uh. wooden, wooden nickels.
1: I never heard that one. Yeah, that, that's good advice. Why, yeah. why should you?
0: No, uh, a penny that saved is a penny earned.
1: earned. Yeah, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Look both ways before you cross the street. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: um, always make sure to to stop even at a yield sign uh, because you never know if someone's gonna be you know drive in really fast so it should just stop at a yield sign do they even have yield signs anymore or not i'm not sure if they can do that anymore but
0: i don't know since this pandemic started i don't know what the world is like you know <laughs> yeah they might have got yeah. rid of things
1: uh, uh make sure to eat pop tarts if you like pop tarts yes and if uh,
0: Kellogg's Pop Tarts would like to sponsor our show, you can reach <laughs> me at Mike at Cullenpark.com. Same thing with uh Disney Plus. If you would like to sponsor us, it's Mike at Cullenpark.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Or if anybody would
0: like to sponsor us, it's Mike at Cullenpark.com. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> if um if Mike at Cullenpark.com would like to sponsor, email Mike at Cullenpark dot com. Wow, I might do that after the show. Wait, can you email yourself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it.
0: Um the uh <laughs> Oh, okay yeah um so um yeah and uh I'll have uh listed in our uh, in our show notes uh some uh, links to uh, some places you can help people out during the craziness that's going on in this world right now um you know some you know help people with black lives matter issues um, with the pandemic issues um, many other issues that are going on in this crazy crazy world of 2020 that we're living in so make sure you look for those Mm -hmm. um, and uh, help if you can if not share them with people and you know just be good to each other you know be excellent to each other as Bill and Ted would say yeah and uh, yes and uh, make sure uh, I think it's in October or something uh, check out Stuart Pankin's voice in uh, Dinosaurs on Disney Plus
1: yeah do it
0: recommend that and anyways, uh, for now, bye bye Bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening <laughs> to All Too Real Two Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.